Lance is in town for his birthday. <laughs> He's gonna join us on the podcast. We'll do a podcast gonna about start with- a western that was made in 1952. <laughs> gonna start with diegetic music. <laughs> So that you know what's happening. We'll tell the whole plot. Oh, wait, Lance, come back. Lance, wait. Lance, get back in here. No, I'm good. No, Lance. You came all the way from Florida for this, so. <laughs> I guess I'll stay then. No, I feel like if I, when I when I go, in hundreds of years from now, this is all the have left of me. This That song, just this So if you guys are longtime listeners of the podcast, you may recognize our friend Lance here. He joined us back on our Scott Pilgrim vs. the World episode. Did you have another one, too? Yeah. yeah well, um, um, Celeste and Jesse, Jesse Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got, we got an all-star here. Oh, wow. Am I an all-star now? Ooh. I mean, don't get too I think you're don't, don't let your head get too right. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, I, I was expecting an all-star car to drive me here, but, I mean... Well, budget cuts, you know. <laughs> yeah, budget cuts. <laughs> like, the, like, Craig's shares are down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We really need to get back on those shares. I totally forgot about that for a while. <laughs> We need to have the, open up that conversation again. No, I'll give you guys one, but the next time, I'm just going to have complaints. <laughs> when have don't you have complaints, ready. Lance? That is rude. I, mean, I, that is rude. <laughs> I am a pleasant guest. So, this movie that we watched, <laughs> High Noon, yep. 1952, black and white, cowboys, uh, and yay, no Indians because thank goodness I can't Not imagine one. I can't imagine what a movie in 1952 would look like with cowboys well, and Indians. Well, in ask it. John Wayne, and we'll get into that when I start talking about the political climate that this movie was made in. Yeah, yes, yes. and Lance, this was your recommendation, right? Was it your? Suggestion? Well, uh, it, I've been wanting to do this movie, and then when I brought it up, Lance was like, "I have to be on this episode." Yeah, so. I was like, I, I love how it's actually my favorite western. It's my favorite western yeah, too. Right? Yeah, it's my favorite western, but actually probably because for bad reasons. It's my favorite Western because it's like a super dark. Well, because sad. it's the anti-Western. <laughs> yeah, it it, it, it's it's like, it, and that's what a lot of people, a lot of critics, per- particularly say about it. Is it's like the Western that people who don't like westerns like the most. It's, I, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got uh, like some like actual like earnest like Buster Scruggs type vibes. You know, where like it actually, like you said, the anti-Western, but it's actually taking itself like. Fully seriously, as Dead opposed to seriously. just like being yeah, like absolutely. satire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I I did enjoy that, and like it was probably just like the song starting at the top because Best yeah. Scratch starts in a very similar and, way. And that gets <laughs> into a thing of like I don't think we have to do a pre spoilers and post spoilers for a movie for, a that came out in 1952, but b that like. The song that opens the film tells you the entire plot of the film. Yeah. So just wait, but someone else will be like, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you're spoiling the plot. It's like, you should have put a spoiler warning at the beginning. Like, oh, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. This listen, is your warning now. Just, just hit just, pause, go over to YouTube, like, listen to the song. Come listen back. to the song, then you know the entire plot. You don't need to watch the movie then. You've done it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much about a uh, Western town marshal who is getting married and at the same time on the same day that he's getting married 
the notorious criminal that he put away, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Not, not the, the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sure. Are you? I saw. Red and saw he all this stuff. Yeah. He, I mean, there's probably yeah, a lot more. There probably be a lot more uh, Islamophobia in here. Yes. <laughs> and, and some lady hating also. Yeah. And some, some serious mind. misogyny. Yeah. Fascism. Yeah. Fascism. Yeah. Is there some parallels? Okay, so we are going to remake it with Frank Miller. Playing <laughs> the character of Frank Miller. Well, I mean, that's like one of the first <laughs> lines is like, I can't believe until I shoot Frank Miller. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Whoa there, movie. But, but, but Frank Miller <laughs> is coming back to town on the noon train. Yeah. And it's high noon. There's going to be a showdown at noon. And the reason why he's having to resign as the marshal is because he married a Quaker. Yeah. And this whole movie was just like, Everyone. Well, so yeah. So he's marrying this Quaker, and as he is leaving town, or as he's getting ready he's to a, leave, yeah. like the second he hangs up his badge, it's like, oh hey, by the way, Frank Miller's coming back for you, and he's brought his posse along with him. And so it's like, well, I guess I have to have one last hurrah. And his wife, is Amy, is just like, or we could leave. Like we could just go. We could go. <laughs> we we, we could leave. And then literally everyone else in the town is just like. Yeah, yeah, no, you should go. Like, <laughs> you should totally peace out. The new marshal is coming tomorrow. Yeah. I think if you're not here, Frank Miller's not going to cause any trouble, but he's like the stoic cowboy hero, and he's like, no, I have to face down Frank Miller, even if I have to do it alone. And like the whole film happens basically in real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As he goes around the town trying to recruit people to join him to fight Frank Miller, and like one by one, everyone like turns their back on him. Oh, yeah, you're watching that clock clock. Uh, countdown yeah. yeah yeah you were watching the clock it yeah. takes it's it doesn't it's not exactly it, it's real not time, exactly it's real time but it's, it's close. very close to happening it's, in real time yes yeah. and it definitely gets you with like the anxiety you get the closer and closer you get you definitely feel that like oh it's coming it's coming it's very it does a very good job and like with the note of like everyone kind of turning their backs on him it's great because the first time i saw it i remember being like oh no the hero he's all alone but then afterwards i was like why, why? Why did he say like? Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's no out, out of his obligation to this town that doesn't seem yeah. to care about him. The Be- town was just like, we're good, and I would have been like, okay, well, let's, the wagon's back, let's go. Uh, no, it's yeah. because of rugged individualism wins out, right? The- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, that and Save there's the a lot of that. Like, yep. it, it's really interesting to see some of those like uh, small little things of. Uh, this sort of like critique of like the bureaucracy and like the politics of like the North and like mm-hmm. very easily could translate to a lot of the more extreme dialogue that's happening today of like, oh, like this man was committed, Frank Miller was committed to death, but of course he went up North and like those soft bureaucrats like gave him life and then they ended up like commuting a sentence. But and so that's, that's so much worse in most other Westerns. Oh like, yeah. I'm most sure. other Westerns, yeah. the hero is a Confederate soldier. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. and they deliberately call the hero a Confederate soldier who like came back and like, he's downtrodden, like in most John Wayne movies. And, one of the things that makes me most happy to talk about this movie is I get to shit on John Wayne. Um, in, in most John Wayne movies, what? like John he's a Confederate Wayne's soldier. A bad guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to tell me next? Clint Eastwood isn't like just like an upstanding. Like one of these would have been a progressive One of my favorite replies I've ever seen on Twitter. Like, I don't know who wrote the original tweet, but the original tweet was like, 
what dead celebrity, if they were alive today, today would have the most insufferable Twitter account? To which Paul F. Tompkins replied, John Wayne. Oh, and God. I was like, that is absolutely the answer. Uh, yeah, I feel like we can't say that because Clint Eastwood is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be like him competing. Like, would be lying for that title. Him Wayne. and the Eastwoods, like, whenever he needs to, like, attack someone, he sends his 80 billion children out there. They swarm, like, you know, the flying monkeys. It's not, ugh, it's very uh, Clint Eastwood. But that's, is that what we're talking about? Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm down, I can change it up. But I, I, I would like just to take a moment to talk about the climate that this movie came out in. And the, so this movie, like when it was being produced, was pretty much blacklisted. Like the writer of this movie was blacklisted. Um, at the time, Gary Cooper was very close to being blacklisted. Um, and it was denounced as being a communist film, as being an anti-American film. The movie was first offered to John Wayne. John Wayne turned it down, and then John Wayne went around Hollywood trying to burn this movie to the ground. John Wayne went around denouncing this movie, calling it communist, calling it anti-American. And then what I love is that when Gary Cooper won an Oscar for Best Actor... He asked John Wayne to accept it on his behalf. (laughs) And then John Wayne goes around and does the, like, just most hypocritical, like, backwards thing saying how good of buddies he is with Gary Cooper. Of course. And how, like, they love each other so much. And then he closes it by saying, like, how he's going to fire his agents and his managers or whatever for Gary Cooper getting High Noon instead of him. As if everybody (laughs) didn't know that John Wayne turned it down and then vehemently trashed the film. So the blacklisted by HUAC, by the House on Un-American Activities Committee, what, yes, did he actually Yes, because McCarthyism was happening at the yeah. time. So yeah. like the writer of this film was being actively investigated by, by, by McCarthy. Where was this in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I don't like it. This is a I know. I, 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 I mean, know. I think we have a sequel in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and that's also kind of why it's the anti-Western because it's like it's depicting in America where like the lawman stands alone and all the people in the town like won't stand with him and like everybody's cowardice and everybody's, and it's kind of more of the what it probably actually was instead of what John Wayne and John Ford who would then go on to make um, some other movie that was a direct reflection of High Noon like a thing where the lawman goes and like all the people stand with him and, and it, cheer for him yeah, and, and cheer for him and yeah. like they made an anti-High Noon in response to this film anti-high noon which is an anti-western so it's an anti yeah so they made a western they made a western to counter the anti-western oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is this is what like feeds me the hollywood industry is what i want but like historically the huac and mccarthyism for people who don't know the history of hollywood i mean it just was running rampant actually when i was packing up when my boss died i was helping pack up her all of her studio, and I found the telegram, right, <laughs> that she had gotten saying that she and her husband had to appear before the House on Un-American Activities Committee because, oh, wow. <clears throat> not to mention any names, but maybe is one of the, uh, maybe there's a land, a blank land, who's an animator, um, fingered <laughs> finger them as communists because he found them so uh, that they were getting, in the 1955, they won their first Oscar. Right. And, and why, like, HUAC and all that was happening, a lot of times, like, with the writer, was because the Writers Guild was forming. So, like, movie writers and television writers in Hollywood were, like, labeled as communists because they were forming labor unions. Yeah. Because they were saying, like, yeah. hey, we would like to be paid a living wage for the work that we do. 
And the studios were like, well, that's communist. Yes, and one of my former I'm so glad we're over that. Yeah. I'm, so yeah. glad, I'm so glad that's not I happening mean, anymore. I'm so yeah. glad that we have fixed yeah. this thing that, yeah, like, yeah. When I think of he- healthy, like, industries that just work well, it's Hollywood. It's like, <laughs> I mean, also, aren't we just so glad that we're past, like, thoughtful. people yeah. who Inclusive. are just, yeah, just like, aren't, aren't doors we so open. glad that now that, like, people who are just asking for a living wage are no longer labeled as being mm. communist? Yes. I mean, that's not a thing that's still happening so, today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, God, for, you know, giving us this world today where none of this is a problem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's did, solved. It, like, all, all these problems all are these solved. All these problems are solved. As Joy, what, uh, John Voight said. I, I will quote quote, uh, Walt Disney and say, no, I'm (laughs) Dear Uncle Walt. I can't even even hold it up anymore. I was like, you know, I'm expecting this. uh, Like, Disney owns everything. I I, um, assume they own this podcast. You guys are definitely getting Disney. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're we're getting so much money from Disney. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to be happy with this, but, like, hey, I mean, it's fine. We'll just edit it out once you start making that Disney money. Like, Disney Walt? apology episode. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll all just have to go through Walt Disney's head. He'll have to like listen to all this and be like, nope, cut that part. Cut that out. Okay. We're really tackling all Clint Eastwood, Walt Disney. What next? I know. Like, let's just burn all our bridges. Yeah. Right? I know. I know. Who's another beloved person that we can shit all over? <laughs> oh, well, one but, beloved person who we can't shit on is Gary Cooper because he was like a champion of this film. Like, he was like an aging actor when this happened. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He was very sick while making this. Like he had like a cyst in his gut and everything. And so like a lot of the pain and stuff that he's showing like is just him trying to make it through shooting this movie. Hmm. It just it's he it really added to the effect of his like character being just like really isolated and just hurt by it. It was that I think was a huge, huge part of the movie for me was like the pain he felt every time he was denied by someone and then seeing him all alone there i when i first watched it i i just thought the movie was gonna end right at when they got into town because i'm like of course they're not gonna go further than this then they showed you the entire fight with him winning Mm -hmm. at the end too i'm like what my mind (laughs) this dude should have been dead but then he like and then i was honestly a part of me was like flip the bird at them as you're watching well he kind of does and and, like this is a trope that like happens later but i don't know if this movie established it or if like it was a thing before this but he takes the star off and he just tosses it in the dirt and rides out of town well honestly i feel like the townspeople would like wanted to like take that from him and throw it on the ground before he did that they were like yeah we don't want you we don't like we told you like hours before we don't care like (laughs) you can throw that star on the ground whatever we have others well and then it's i mean it's kind of this it's funny to me too because he's like i'll take anyone that i can get like anyone that i can get and then it's like uh, the like drunk guy with like the eye patch. He's like, except yeah, for you. Drunk with eye patch. Uh, and then like, fourteen year old is like, oh, no, not you. No, no. <laughs> but that's back to like the stoic Western hero. Like, yeah. you don't put like these like disadvantaged for the time. Yeah, <laughs> like people I, at risk. But I think we also have a better film. Let's let's make this film with him, the drunken guy. No, like, I wanted like Helen to like grab a gun. Yeah. Like, oh, guys, I we've got to talk about Helen. Oh my god, I love she's Helen. She's the best she's character in this movie. Icon, like like she she's is straight up queen. <laughs> like I loved like from the second she was on screen, I was like. Oh, and I, I was kind of nervous because I didn't know what yep. to expect from yes. a movie in 1952, <laughs> like portraying like a Mexican Ooh, a woman, Mexican woman <laughs> yeah. who turns out to be a boss who like basically owns half the town yeah. and is like totally independent and like like 
slaps men off of her and is like, no, like yeah. I'm yeah. my own woman and I'm a total badass. Yeah, and yeah. Here, here's her quote. I don't like anyone to put his hands on me unless I want him to. And I don't w- want you to. And then he goes for it and she slaps him. Like, well, she says anymore. Oh, anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Anymore. Because, right. yeah, yeah. And also she's been carrying on like she's also a totally sexually liberated woman because first mm-hmm. she was having an affair with Frank Miller. Yep. Then she's having an affair with Kane. And now she's having an affair with Lloyd Bridges. Yeah. But now she's like, no, Lloyd Bridges, I'm done with you. I'm leaving town. Okay. Get out of my face. Honestly, I like for a minute there, I thought her and Amy were going to ride off into the sunset. And I, I would have loved so that movie. Can we have that be the new ending? <laughs> I would have loved that yeah. movie. And she, when you see her on that train, I'm just yeah. like, like go, yeah, go with. Us. I was like, no. she literally. There's a. Why are you still here? Like, your husband's obviously crazy. Like, get on that train. That woman seems very nice. She'll take care of you. Well, well she, that, she comes back and like as the Quaker, she kills a dude and then helps to kill another dude. Yeah, and and that was the one. That was kind of one of the things about this movie that I was like, uh, okay, I mean, it's still the 50s because yeah. I wanted Amy to just like be like, yeah, no, if this is what you're gonna do. I'm and she out. was like that for like yeah. three quarters of the way through the movie and, and then, then at the end yeah well because it was like so it was like that one scene where um they're leaving it's like her and mm-hmm. helen are riding off on the carriage to like go to the train and as they're going you see helen turn to look back at uh kane yeah. and then you see amy just like straight like straight face dead ahead and then i was like yes like she's like ready to go she's out of here but then she's the one that like turns back and so it was like really like two seconds later that whole moment gets turned on its head because it's more like uh helen giving one final look of like all right this is it let me get my final glance and amy just like trying to ignore like what she's feeling in that moment instead of just like being over it and so i just oh no i i needed that to happen but this relationship also brings me back to like this was the first time watching it i've watched this movie a lot but this is the first time watching where i was like damn this movie almost passes the Bechdel test. Like, it comes so close. In the second conversation between Amy and Helen, they start out talking about Helen saying how hard it is to be a Mexican woman in the American yes, West. Yes, and, yeah. how, and how they don't understand women. How they don't understand and, women. I mean, that's yeah. such a thoughtful and scene between the two so of them. that so could have yes. transitioned to a dialogue scene about like how hard it is to be a woman and how women aren't understood, but then the next sentence is her talking about Kane. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah. damn it! Well, and that <laughs> scene so too uh, was one where, again, like for the 50s, that was like an amazing yes. conversation. By today's standards, like I feel like uh, there could have been like an added layer of nuance because yes. it does kind of come down to her being like, I'm a Mexican woman. And then Amy being like, well, I understand because I'm also a woman. And they kind of meet on that ground. Whereas like yep. Helen definitely had a lot more ground to tread, like being a Mexican yes. woman in yes. this town, as opposed to like being Amy Kelly. being like, yeah, a white woman. And <laughs> yeah. so like, that's something that like, again, today would have been like, the next step of that conversation but for the 50s that was still like a pretty big moment i mean yeah. that i feel like that still happens today like white feminism like i mean yeah like, oh i <laughs> we are like, all just are, women we're all the same we're all the same we're all women i mean it's, yes, you know what yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. you need to accept that yeah. I, ooh, I am saying problematic things today all right no, no, no one's like, recording <laughs> <laughs> um, but no yeah that, that's a whole like thing of like uh yeah, with today's conversation about, you know, like, the differences between, like, 53% of white women voted right. for Donald Trump mm-hmm. and, like, 
like again trans women's inclusivity into the womanist movement Mm -hmm. being like something that is like still not fully there and so these are things that like yeah it's not the same for all women (laughs) there are women who have like a lot more privilege than a lot of other women (laughs) and yeah and And, and yet in this film like the woman who's like the most powerful in the town is the woman of color it's like yeah. it's, it's the mexican woman who's like oh yeah like you can buy me out from the store like it'll be two thousand dollars and the white man's like well i can't raise that much money she's like well pay me half and you can pay me the rest later <laughs> she was the only smart person too who's like yeah. on that level she was the only smart person to be like i'm out I'm yeah not, no yeah, yeah. she's not doing this helen was <laughs> yeah. i owe you guys nothing, nothing. <laughs> absolutely and i was just like Oh, maybe we should have ended with her. Maybe she was the main character the entire yes. time. Oh and my yeah. god! I, I would love to see the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. That's just about Helen Ramirez. Yes, oh. just following her around town for that same time yeah. period. Yeah, you, you breathed into an existence. Yep, so yep. There we Lance, go. you're you're in film school right you're, now. Uh, write that script. <laughs> write that script. I mean, oof. you better. Do it. It's out in the world now. I mean, yep. well, once we click post on this episode, so you I mean, got. Yeah, you can hear the speed times running to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> all those, people, all those uh, antique typewriters yeah. clacking away. Yeah. So many versions of Final Cut Pro are just yeah. going into action. Like, oh God. But I, again, the, the the possibility today of fleshing out that scene, right? They they hinted at it, right? Like we aren't the same, but uh, that, there's the whole other like next part of that scene that could take place. To, but today. If, yeah. if he did yeah. today, they would just like go off in the sunset together as lovers and we would just all be happy. And then it would end. The movie would end. I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> don't care anymore about the sound. Yeah. Well, the movie would end, but also Gary Cooper would get killed. Yeah. Yeah, you, you. It's like, you wouldn't need to see that. You just assume it. Like, or, yeah, the little like title card, he's dead. Like, he died. <laughs> or Amy spends like a month with Gary Cooper and then is like, where did Helen go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's like a, a note from Helen with an address. And she's like, middle of the night, just sneaks away. <laughs> yep. She's like, you know, that's, in my heart, that's the real ending of this. I, see, I see like a, a mashup of like this and The Handmaiden. Like the- that's what I was just <laughs> thinking. No, it's the handmaiden. No, like it's, it ends with that. Yeah. We were joking before. These screenwriters are good at it. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Ooh, I gave Copyright it a trademark. <laughs> I would not mind at all if Park Chan Wook would remake, remake this, this film. Oh my god! <laughs> you say that, but then like watch like Max Landis get his hands on it. We're all just like, oh, or god. or I think god. it would be worse. I think it would be something like Zack Snyder would get oh, his hands on it. And it would be just oh, a god. CGI nightmare. I would any oh Zach no, it's Snyder. gotta be someone who's a little bit more like feigning pretension than that. Like maybe it's Bradley Cooper's new movie. He's just gonna oh, remake god. all the classics. Right? Lady, like, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Lady Gaga plays <laughs> Amy. Yeah. Dave Chappelle come in as It's my crew. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oof, I am. You're not. I'm going to go missing after this episode. <laughs> I have burned too oh. many bridges. <laughs> I, oof, I don't, oh I don't know. God. It's great. I'm going to go into, I'm going to go out to LA next year and people are going to be like, where'd you learn that podcast where you, you, <laughs> you talked about Clint Eastwood? Disney. 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 I was like, 
No, sorry, that was the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different land. Different lands, different, lands, different, different boys. Lands. Like, I have, like, a higher range. And he has, yep. <laughs> he has a lower range. And it's fine. We can pitch shift you, right? Exactly, you can, yeah. Or, like, uh, do the, yeah. like, blah, 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 blah version right. of your voice. I'm going to need you to really sound edit this yeah. to make sure everybody wants to Just can't, you don't know who it is. I've got some filters I can yeah. slap on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, remember, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> like, uh, my Instagram handle will be right there. It'll be like, that's not me. You can hear the voice. <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, so I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Does it feel like the ending was undermined by him actually like winning in the end? Because I feel like one, if the whole thing was like, his whole thing was like, if we leave and I have to do this in the middle of the desert or whatever, then I have to do this alone and then I'm going to die. But then he ends up doing it alone anyway. And he wins. Well, he does it alone except that Amy comes back and kind of helps him. In, but like... she would have been there anyway. Well, no, because she was going to leave until she had that last minute change. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If they both just left like they were yes. doing in no, the beginning, if she had both, if they had both left, if they had both been very sensible and left, yeah, then he would have died. Well, because that was his whole thing. Was like, if we go out there, then it's going to yeah, be he, just I'm gonna be like the me versus four of them, and yeah. it just ended up being him versus four of them anyway. It kind of undercut the what was the villain's name again? I'm sorry, I'm Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Miller. Miller, yes, of course. Uh, creator of Lumbler and I Returns. Of course. Uh, Lorded comic book writer. Yeah, one of the greatest comic book authors to ever live, Frank Miller. Frank Miller died that day on Um No, he. It undercut him as a villain, though, because you, you kind of needed uh, Gary Cooper's character to die, right? Because. If not, what was the point of him trying to get these people to help him? What was the point of him being like needing like everything he needed? Because if well, he's it, able it, to do this, because it's, it, it's a commentary on like American life, like the yeah. like, the fact that like he stands alone, like it does undercut it that he lives. But just the thing, the whole movie being him going around and everyone like rejecting him, is a commentary on the western at the time is a commentary on like what america perceived itself to be at the time but again it's also the valuing of rugged individualism yeah. right like as much as that's had some like lefty politics at the time this is like one of reagan's favorite movies it's, it's you not know just what I mean? reagan like, it's, it's beloved yes. by presidents in general yes. it's bill clinton's favorite film it was also beloved by George Bush. Like, when George Bush took over office from Bill Clinton, like, one of the things he asked him for advice on was, like, well, what should I do? And Bill Clinton said, watch High Noon a lot. And I think it goes even back farther than that. I think, like, even Eisenhower watched this movie a lot. Yeah, Be because it celebrates a very particular kind of American mythos it's of American being mythos the, of the, like the strong, rugged, indi rugged strong individual. man yeah. who you can, like has the morals and is willing to fight against the grain, which, again, today is kind of, problematic rhetoric from the right well, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, isn't that an interesting thing yes. Yes. is that like nowadays this movie could be championed by the right yes well and that's i think where it comes like to that point where at the end him not dying is still like holding on to that tradition of yes. the western without it doesn't go that next step of just fully turning it on its head because he still just lives at the end and is like, well, fuck you, town. Yeah. I'm out of here. I, like, <laughs> I, I have my moral standing, yeah. right? Even if you wronged me, I was right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this no is like, yeah, are gonna like watch it if libertarian's wet no. yeah. dream yeah. of like, I did it on my own. I still got to say fuck yes. you to everybody. Oh, and then yes. like, I dipped. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the, the movie that when it came out was like maligned as being communist and anti-American today would be viewed as libertarian. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's a still, I feel like, in every show or every like comic book, let's say, there's always like look at the death of Superman, which is like one of the most famous comic book series, uh, 
of all time, right? It's all about Superman going up going up against a villain he can't face. And what happens? He dies. There's quotation marks. I'm doing quotation marks. <laughs> Just because he doesn't die. He, yeah. he comes back like the next issue. He's like, hey guys, thought I was dead. Guess who's not? It's it's I was like napping. I was napping. I was just like taking a quick five, and I'm back. I'm good. Like you miss me. It's the whole thing. Like every every superhero movie or show, the superhero dies. Look at uh, I feel like every the end of the every Arrowverse show, oh, the end God. of the season is one they the main character dies in the next episode. Oh wait, guess who's alive? <laughs> it's me. It's the it's that high noon moment. It's a it's a very it's a it's I feel like it's um in film. Uh, grammar now, where it's like you have a high noon moment. Every... Well, it, it's it's the same film grammar because I mean, right now the pervasiveness of movies is superheroes, like movies and also television shows. Like we're in like a our media is saturated with superheroes, but in the fifties, media was saturated with westerns, like even to mm-hmm. a higher degree than yeah. we are saturated with superheroes now. Yeah, which where like most movies were westerns, like a the bulk of TV shows TV were shows, Westerns. Yeah. And it's because it was cheap to make Westerns back then. It was easy to make Westerns back then. It's Shoot hard to make Westerns LA. now. Yep. But like, it, it's, we're looking at the same dichotomy, but like it's different themes. Like, and we're exploring like the same ideas with them, but yeah. like, now it's superheroes, but back then it was all Westerns. Yeah, but if you look at like, like let's go back to the Arrowverse shows. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> like every episode will be a Western. It'll be a Western where the, the hero goes up against the bad guy and wins. And the season will end with a high noon where the hero goes up against the, the villain he can't beat and loses until the next season where he wins. He, he really, no, he doesn't lose. He wins, but at the cost of his own life. Except, except he, yeah, he doesn't actually yeah. lie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. he comes back yeah, through a, magic or whatever. Or the Flashpoint yeah. paradox. Or just, yeah, plot, on, yeah. plot on her. I'm going to bring up the show Flash, which is but um <laughs> really so you have problems with the tv show flash <laughs> I know, right? it's unthinkable sorry greg berlanti so in our contemporary remake it definitely sounds like that's the ending right yeah. is that gary cooper dies yeah and then yeah. magically comes back yeah. <laughs> he dies but then like post credits you like he's just like just breaking through the dirt but then is helen ramirez movie. comes back on the next train <laughs> and she uses some sort of magic to... oh god is that like the the it's always sunny episode where like they bring back the villain through like the ma- oh god it's so there's so many problems with this but yeah no that would be the oh god i like it it'll be the magnificent seven with all with the drunk the child uh helen amy, what's her name amy right amy amy, yeah, amy, yeah. amy and like the horse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the the eye patch. Eye patch drunk, and then also the nice. other drunk who gets released from the whole yeah, thing yeah, at yeah. the end of the movie, which in sort of this comic relief moment where like he releases the drunk from the holding tank and he's like, Go home. And he's like, Do you know if the saloon's open, Marshall? And he said, I said go home. <laughs> what, and- Pardon me. Oh. A part of me wanted him to like deputize that drunk. Be like, that's what oh, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, I was like, oh yeah, this is your new protege. Well, You're honestly, get anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, honestly, I thought it was going to um, go like the seven samurai route. Like uh, when it actually turned into like the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to like look it up because I think Seven Samurai came out. Uh, two years after this did. You mean Magnificent Seven? Magnif- no. Or Seven Samurai. Oh, seven, no, seven Samurai. Samurai. Seven Samurai. Yeah, it was the 50s. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like 57 54. was like the 60s. 60s. But yeah, so I, I thought it was going to go like that route of uh, where it was like, oh yeah, we're going to rally this like small little Rag posse. Tag group. And then, yeah, yeah, but it went the exact opposite, which I thought was... Uh, again, yeah, he's a trying really cool, to assemble like, the ragtag group. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's trying to assemble the ragtag group, and everyone's like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> Why don't you leave town, you idiot? Yeah, it's so funny because I feel like it does. It shows my age that, like, when I was younger, I was like, "Yeah, I would definitely want to like help him out and you know help the town." Now I'm like, "I get the townspeople." Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and he came to my door. He's like, "There's people coming to kill us. We need to help." I'm like, "All right, get out." Well, I mean, that's, that's how it's the subverting past. the genre because, like, all yeah. the other westerns are all like yeah the stoic hero like helps bring, the noble townspeople towns yeah. people like brings everyone together like this movie is like no what are you doing like yeah. leave yeah. well and that's one of the things too that uh like you were saying as far as like youthfulness because the two people in this movie that are like the first two or like the two people that are wanting to help him and do this are like harvey who like wants to like just fully be on the like fully be the next marshal and after he gets turned down to be the next marshal because he's too young is when he like becomes really disillusioned and just hangs out in the saloon for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then the other one is like the 14 year old boy who's like super eager to like be like, like part of this ragtag like team. And then like the other one is like kind of like the old drunk guy who's like past his prime and just kind of like, well, fuck it. You know, like I got nothing else to do. Like and I got nothing to lose. And there's, yeah. the, there's the one other guy who's like the family man who's like, I'm on your side until like nobody else is. And then he's like, I've got kids. Yeah. Like, I, I can't stand with you alone against all these people. So yeah, I think yeah, the whole age thing does come into play too. As far and, and, as like again, like with Lloyd Bridges being dressed down for being a kid, Helen Ramirez has a great line against him saying like, you are like a, a nice boy you have broad shoulders but like Kane is a man and like you have so far to go to become a man yeah you know, it's, it's so funny because I'm just like but you have no one <laughs> like you're it's like is this still better I don't know. but there's it's just I think if you think of this film as a comedy too it's hilarious to see the switch from the townspeople at the beginning are like cheering him on fans, <laughs> oh like in the super him. foreshadowing yeah. that's happening yeah. in the yeah. beginning yeah. And, and then when we get to the church scene which this time through I thought was so reminiscent of the church scene in Blazing Saddles. Yep. Where, where everyone's like, rum, 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 like, I agree with this man, but no, this man is wrong. And no, that's what I wrote uh, in my notes during that scene. I wrote so many quivering voices. They're just like, oh, just, oh, why? How? What are we going to do? Oh, oh, guys we need to like uh, remember this no it's 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 hilarious though to see them all go from like we love him to like oh yeah it was it was opposite blazing saddles from like because when they when blazing saddles he rides it everyone hates him and then yeah. I mean, he saves them one time they're all just like he's our hero and then i was like you all called him the n-word like two just minutes yeah. ago yeah. Yeah. Was, but it's very opposite of that in, in a very I was like, it could be the same kind of did Mothers write this? I was like, see, let me look <laughs> yeah. in the credits to see who was like is credited by. There, there are seats in the church scene in this movie where it was like, this man is right. What are you all talking about turning your backs on him? And like in Blazing Side, I was like, Howard Johnson is right about Bill Johnson being right. <laughs> yeah, it's the Mel Brooks parody of uh, <laughs> that scene. I love that. The Mel Brooks parody. Um, <laughs> a moment. I. Uh, well, nice. Uh, I think if we have, do we have any other notes? I, I have a few which I can burn through uh, quickly. I, 
I like that the um, beginning of this film like has a bunch of black hats riding into town and deliberately not going to church. Oh, yeah. So you're kind of establishing that. Mm-hmm. Also, the opening shot of this film yes. is Lee Van Cleef, yes. who goes on to have a huge career in Westerns. Yes. in like all of Sergio Leone's Is he Ben Franklin? Or uh, Ben well, Miller? No, he's the one guy in the Miller gang who has no lines. Oh, is that uh, smoking at the beginning? The guy is that who's Mr. smoking Kobe? at the beginning, and he's playing a harmonica and everything. But he's the the one of the four guys who has no lines. But the, when, then would go on to be a huge icon. Yeah, that's my West top West. note. I didn't remember that Lee Van Cleef was in this movie. <laughs> um, if that's Cleef. Mr. Colby, I was like, my first thought I was like, Mr. Colby can get it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> still today, yeah. 2019. To I want to like day. I will go to that grave. And... <laughs> I can't I, bust down Tatiana. Oh, okay. You know what? We this is what is necrophilia. Like this is this is a podcast that's covered many uh, problematic topics. We're just gonna uh, keep diving in. Yeah. At in the beginning, of- like during the wedding scene, um, the mayor or whatever says, "I claim an ancient privilege," and he kisses the bride. I'm like, uh, is yep. he talking about prima nocta? Like, is that like the king's or the lord's right to the first night with the bride? Like. Basically, yeah. And I feel like that was one of those moments where they do this, you know, that for me, this is like one of those movies where as you're watching it, you're like, oh, right. So this is where so many things are pervasively available in culture today. Like a woman's body gets to be touched by strangers, right? Like all of these yeah. things that are in there. Claiming Unless it's Helen. Unless it's Helen. She's like, fuck you. I think that was the best thing about Helen. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Because yeah. oh, yeah. oh, no. when he first like, like, just like kissed her out of nowhere, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck no. And then yes. like, when he tries to go again and she's like, no, yep. never like, again. Yeah. And she also says like, I can take care of myself. And the like retort to that is basically like, well, you might get disfigured, right? That there's this very, like, wait, how, how is that the response to that? Like, I can take care of myself. Well, you know, maybe you'll get your face lashed up. Yeah. I feel like knowing Hollywood back then, you know, since I was there. Um, <laughs> just knowing. Guys, yeah, so you just know this, but Lance is like 72 years old. You, my boy, I have a very youthful voice. And that's why you can make fun of uh, yeah, exactly. John Wayne. And, 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 I was there and, with all, all of them. We were in the yeah. bar, just, you know, joshing around. No. Um, like, but like even like learning about Hollywood back then, I'm just like, I wonder. I would love to see the first draft of this script to see like what changed. Because I feel like uh, the actor that played Helen, what was her? Uh, oh, I, d- I didn't write I it down. My head. But uh, she she read it and she was like, no, excess. <laughs> she's a Mexican no. actress too. Yeah. She yeah. was American, so oh, yeah. like, she was like, what what is wrong with you guys? Yeah. You know what? Here's my notes. Fix it or I'm out. And they're just like. Well, we, well, we need this Mexican character, actor. so I think we're going to do it. They're like, we don't know any other Mexican actor, so let's go. They're like, we are, they, it's very white here, so we need her. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, like, we keep reviewing all these Westerns, or at least we've done we've at least done two since two. Buster Scruggs plus Buster Scruggs, uh, this. the New Zealand one that I hated and what it, this one. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we also did uh, Slow West. Slow West, yeah. right. But that, again, I want to reiterate that according to the census, at this time, at least a quarter of cowboys were black and at least a third were Mexican or of Mexican descent. Right? Oh, yeah. So this yeah. white portrait this, that we have in all of these. This mythos of like all cowboys are white yes. stoic men. And again, yeah. when it goes back to like the, the popularity of the genre at the time, like all of it, it was so And that white. like Hollywood and media in general is just yeah. controlled by white men so it's like but we it can also, only represent white men which yeah. has changed now so, guys it's, it's different all, now it's so much you guys it's, it's all, all, all fixed like, 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 so much now. I mean yes. there's so much 
representation of people of color in media now. I mean, it, it's different, it's guys, different. right? Guys, guys, guys. guys. Well, it's again, the moonlight in, one. Again, <laughs> in the two movies we like recently reviewed as recent westerns, they still haven't got the this like basic facts about the American West. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, um, because I'm sorry. Why? I'm gonna it, keep saying. Yeah. It's funny you say it's because I feel like it's because of movies like High Noon because that's where they get their information about Westerns from. They don't go to like the history books. They don't have to go. They're not saying, "Oh, did this person like? Oh, they well, died. They lived to like twenty because they died of dysentery." Even yeah. at the time <laughs> that this movie was made, this movie was made in 1952, but like the actual frontier was 1840, like maybe the 1850s. So like people who actually saw the frontier were long dead. Yeah. by the time that this movie was made. So it, well, it's, it's, it's like most Westerns were kind of speculation. Yeah, well, it's also yeah. the double lens of history, right? So we're yeah. seeing a 50s interpretation of 100 years before that, right? Yeah. 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 Um, there my... is a good book called The Black West, a documentary and pictorial history of the African-American role in the westward expansion of the United States by William Lauren Katz. I just want to put it out there. I, I, so again, I... people who are running to Starbucks to write this, go fucking read <laughs> that book as you're writing it. Yeah. They're, let's yes. put some, some black cowboys in this movie. They're listening. I want you to know they're listening to this and they're watching like High Noon. They're like, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, also just Jerry like, Cooper. you know. Yeah. You're like reading literature? Nah, film is the better medium. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just watch it. Also, just generally, if you're like a straight white dude about to go write another Western, just don't, just, maybe. Just, yeah. Also, also can, I, can I make a note to any filmmaker listening to this and wanting to, wanting to make a High Noon type <laughs> film? Please understand that what they did great in this film is that they actually worked on the backstory of the villains where I feel like every high noon type adaptation done today is all like the villains coming and he's not important but he know he's no you're supposed to fear him but he's not important they worked on what the one the thing that impressed me was the fear that the town people townspeople had they actually deserved it at the end when he came and, like, and only some of the townspeople too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's it was well deserved it was a well-deserved villain that we got and it's it, that we didn't see until like the last what 20 minutes of the film and then died yeah, but like still a very good villain like and, take that as a lesson and he's please. flushed out like in all the stuff that we talked about before because like there's all the moral upstanding people are like oh before like you run frank miller out of town like a woman couldn't walk down the streets and then there's the people in the bar who are like no we liked it when frank miller was here like we were busier here in the bar we were busier yeah. here yeah. in the hotel like yeah we were making more money when frank miller was in town yeah Helen's history with Frank Miller too. It's like it. It's, this stuff actually helps your. It'll if you make a film about like a villain coming into town and here after facing him off. Don't just work on the hero. Work on the villain too. It's I. I just yeah. I, I, I feel like every one of those I see today. I'm just like I. The hero's cool, whatever. But I feel like the villain isn't fleshed out. It's kind of like what makes Black Panther one of the best movies in the MCU. Right, is like yeah. they have like a really flushed out and like good villain. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's Or Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Right? Yeah. But like she's a fun fucking villain. Yeah. 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 Like, do not please bring her back. Yeah. I mean she's the god of death so Come on. She'll How do you back? kill the god of death? She's gonna come back. You know, I hope. I mean, through the magic. Taika please. Listen please. Taika I know you're listening. Please yeah. do it. <laughs> please do it. 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 <laughs> that's, that's that yes. I will please let please do this. <laughs> One of my last things before I, I I don't know if you want Kevin Bacon and scores before or after our first break or but uh yeah we'll just do one break and then okay, okay. yeah when we get um, back we'll do uh Kevin Bacon and scores okay. and then we'll do and recommendations. recommendations. So yeah. this movie is referenced in Die Hard. 
um, because Hans Gruber says like you're not the cowboy hero like this time the hero doesn't ride off into the sunset like John Wayne doesn't ride off into the sunset with Grace Kelly and then Bruce Willis says it was Gary Cooper asshole <laughs> still haven't seen Die Hard yeah. same actually it's so funny in oh. film being in film school yeah. everyone's astounded that I haven't seen Dad Hard. Actually, no, sorry. Every man is astounded I haven't seen Dad <laughs> For how much like derision this movie got during its production, it won four Oscars and was nominated for six. So it won Best P- Actor for Gary Cooper. It won Best Editing for um, Harry Gerstead and Elmo Williams. It won Best Original Song for Dimitri Tamaki and Ned Washington. And it won Best Original Score for Dead to Mickey. It was nominated for Best Picture and Best Writing and Best Director. Also very apparent of the times. Like, none of the women got nominated and they brought... There are yes, women like, in this yeah. movie? Like, the, <laughs> best, the best character and the best actor in this movie, Helen Ramirez, is not yes. nominated. But, <laughs> yeah. but Gary Cooper yeah, like, gives a, a decent performance. But Yeah. I mean, again, you just really had to have one face and then... yeah. And the ulcer helped, so or yeah. the, the cyst. <laughs> the cyst. Physical pain. The helped. cyst is really what deserved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, get that the cyst an Oscar. Cyst. <laughs> the cyst is okay, like, now, now we're crapping on Gary. Pippen. No, I don't <laughs> like, no, 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 we're not crapping on the birds. We're more saying that he and the cyst. No, <laughs> no, but um, she got an assist. <laughs> shared credit. <laughs> I agree with the editing though. I think the pacing of this movie is one of the yeah. is a lesson in pacing for um, film because it definitely you felt the time going by, yep. getting yeah. closer and closer to that high noon moment. Especially that train, the train scene, like we were saying, beautiful. Like and I, that was editing. That was and the, the smart editing. Really sh- uh, thoughtful shot construction on yes. like no money. Like this was dirt cheap for the time when it was made, right? Oh, yeah. And so. The, the planning that went into each and every reaction shot, each and every, when you go wide, when you cut in, all of that. And lean. all the cuts to clocks yes. throughout the film, like yes. as we're saying, like how much closer we're getting to noon, like yep. as it goes along. Back, back to the filmmakers listening, that's a lesson too. Do not, you don't need money to make a great film. Exactly. Go to the West and shoot High Noon again, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> go, into, go shoot this go in, in New alley. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. I go. mean, yeah, there's been plenty of filmmakers in the last decade that have shown us that you don't need a lot of money to make an amazing yeah. film. I mean, yeah. we just talked about Fast Color. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you started saying fast that you were going to say Fast and the Furious. And I was like, wait, I mean, what? Shot on, the, shot on the, no money. No budget, you guys. Like, the indie, just an what a small budget. Film. Just, indie gem, guys. <laughs> indie cold. darling, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, the things you can do with $200 million, <laughs> you know. Just, just, it's, it's insane it's how far crazy. you can go these days. Guys, that was like, they were tight on that film. They were like, Rock is just uh, like an indie star. Like, yeah, <laughs> he broke out through, what, Fast 6? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, if we don't have any more notes, we'll take a little break here, and then when we get back, we'll have some degrees for you, some mad degrees, <laughs> and then some recommendations. And we're back, 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 back and again. we're back, back again, <laughs> to, keep to recommend this. some things to you. Oh, see, I like yours better. There we go. <laughs> More songs. Every, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, going. 
All right. Uh, so yeah, you've got some Guess six degrees Guess. for us. Yes, I got some Kevin Bacon. So uh, Gary Cooper is in High Noon with Lee Van Cleef, who is in For a Few Dollars More with Clint Eastwood, who directed Mystic River, which has Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yay! Bam. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> All right. And then stats, what do we got? Okay, so this movie has an 8.0 on IMDb. It has an 89 on Metacritic. Has a ninety-six percent Rotten Tomatoes and eighty-one percent audience tomatoes. Wow, for a movie for the fifties, that's uh, holding, that's uh, standing it's, the test of time. Yeah. Up yeah. pretty well, and I would I'm say sure. for a movie from the fifties, this does hold up pretty well. It does um, for the fifties. For the fifties, I'm actually surprised. I feel like for the fifties. But again, when we go back to Buster Scruggs and whatever that other one we watched, we're like, no, they're not any better than you know, like they have not improved in the last sixty oh, yeah, years. Every time I see a western today, it's like. Does it have you made a better Western than Westerns that ever came out? Don't make it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't make a better Western. Again, Don't this is it. why, like, if we're not like getting stories about like the people who yes. like live down the West who have not gotten those stories told. Yeah. Like, we've heard the story third, of the story of white story. dude like, like a million like, times. Like literally countless times. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was more pervasive than superhero movies are now. Yeah. So. Like thousands of So yeah, if we're gonna get like some like black people in the west if we're gonna get like some of like the mexicans and like the indigenous people who are like living out in the west the like cowgirls. as yeah. human beings in the west we're instead of just like I want stereotypes or like if we have the budget too but like we already put yeah. so, maybe it's already gone to a fast things, but there has to be a side plot about how a white man fixed racism yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. and then you win an oscar right so it's really the oscar bait film yeah, like, side story. I was watching yeah. the Harry Tubman trailer for the new movie, and I was just me and Craig were watching it. Yeah. And the entire time, every white person were like, "That's he's going to Oscar. She's going to oh that white woman who's like, yep. I'm yep. Like, she's going to Oscar for it." Yeah. Everyone, all right, no, nope, no, nope, never mind. Harry's not going to win. Yep, yeah. Uh, nope. The white slave master looking for it, going to win the Oscar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All the white people in the slavery it's, movie are going to win an Oscar. It's gonna win an Oscar. <laughs> it's a brave, brave movie. It's going to be white people. Yeah. It's going to be like the Oscars. <laughs> we're like they're going to be right, like uh, John going to be right behind them, like looking at them, like wow. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. That's like literally what happened with Green Book. I just yes, I'm it's so actually, so yeah. fucking And then disgusting. also that it was up against Black Klansman at the same yeah. time. Like, yeah. 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 Guys, like I, I, I'm still yes. too Sorry. upset about it. It's yeah. gonna be cats this year. No, I, I forget. If, 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 don't you dare say that cats will win an Oscar. I cats will, will be the Green Book. I will of flip of this table over if I would cats win an wins an Oscar. I just can already hear it's gonna be like for like best supporting role. Jason Derulo. Oh, yeah. like, Dame Judi Dench and Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so upset about the fact that they made a Cats movie that I'm already just livid. But if Cats wins an Oscar, I'm done. Get ready, guys. <laughs> I think I posted on Twitter and the outrage I got. The, 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 all the blowback. I think Craig was one of them. who was like, how dare you? <laughs> I was like, deserved. It was deserved. Oh, God. Ugh. Sorry to bring that negativity. <laughs> I just hate that musical with a fiery passion. So does like every theater person in the world. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a theater major. So yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you get the degree and the hatred of cats. Like, that's part of the degree, part of the degree. right? It's like there's a class like why cats? Why? why? I mean like there's no reason for it to exist. Well, to quote Andrew Lloyd Webber, it's about cats, guys. <laughs> that's it. It's about cats. That's the reason. I was like, I don't want to shake the table too much, but I mean just like Andrew Lloyd Webber in general. I mean, yeah. but... 
we'll our, talk about that another day. No, we need to get our beloved people that we're going to shit on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You guys are doing these amazing things with that. I'm like, I have a list already in my room. Already. We could just Skype you in on those. Yeah. 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 Oh my yep. God. It'll be yep. great. It'll we'll be bring great. you in on our, our We Hate Forrest Gump episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, and I I thoroughly plan on I've just I've never like, seen it. I, I by the grace of, of like, uh, Gaia and, right? and the universe itself, I, I just... I think I've seen Forrest Gump without trying to see Forrest Gump before. Like, it's oh, just man, like that odd fucking movie. somewhere. I've maybe realize. seen like... 10 15 minute bits not even like full like a full 15 minutes like total of like 15 minutes of that movie and like five to two minute like increments here and there over the years but i've never ever in my life watched that movie you're you're, you're better off and i'm sorry that our we, Patreon, we might if we get our Patreon subscribers, they will force you to do this. Well, no, it's going to be like, oh, yeah. oh. just because I, I have enough of an idea of what it's about to know that I will shit on that movie the entire time <laughs> I'm watching it. So. Colin, Colin's expression when we brought this up was so funny. I'm paraphrasing you. You're like, that fucking baby boomer jack off piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm adding some yeah, more guys, cuss words in there. Save it, save yeah. it, you guys. You guys. <laughs> for Trump, guys. I think Boris is in the administration. Trump, yeah, I'm just saying. Hold on. This, is, this is supposed to be behind the paywall. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> right. I'm going to get my shares finally. <laughs> we're, we're going after, we're doing it, guys. This is the episode that brings down everything. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to get death threats. Like. From, like, but from like Hollywood, from Tom Hanks and the Hanks family. From, from Robert head. Zemeckis. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Cooper says, like, we're getting it all. We're getting it all. I'm ready. Let's get this is how we blow up, guys. This is how the Yep. yep. Alright. Well, we've got some recommendations. What are we doing? <laughs> well, like, after that after that shitstorm, we're like, alright, now here's the things that, that, that we actually things we actually do actually recommend. Like. Things we actually like. Yeah. Do you want to go first? You always go last because uh, you set it up. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Sure. I will recommend. So we're talking about like westerns, we're talking about uh kind of like authority figures, like lone wolf type folks. Uh and Martian Manhunter is something that's kind of like that. Uh it's about like a he's a Martian space cop and <laughs> and uh, like his entire planet gets you know destroyed and this is kind of like the backstory of him like first coming to Earth and um, and it gives and it goes alternates between like his present time on Earth which um, I don't know if it's current day I, I'm not sure I'm not remembering right now but uh, and then also like his time when he was on Mars and essentially he was uh, this very uh like gung-ho like manhunter is the name of the police force on mars uh the and so he was uh one of those people and there's like a lot of intrigue and i don't want to give away too much because there's like major spoilers for going really anywhere further than that but uh if you want to see like kind of a westernish type uh protagonist of like you know lone wolf guy I recommend Martian Manhunter. It's written by Steve Orlando, uh, with art by Riley Rosmo, colors by Even Placencia. That's right. <laughs> Letters by Deron <laughs> Bennett. Uh, and so, yeah, check out Martian Manhunter. That's DC. It's one of the big two. You know, yeah. it's it's out there. Um, I think probably the first trade paperback is 
should be out by now because okay. good. if they're not just releasing the whole thing because it's a 12 issues miniseries it's on issue number 7 now so oh, they might okay, just so release soon. the whole thing after yeah. it all comes out but awesome. yeah check that out awesome. I was going to oh. say they should adapt that into like a sh- into like something but then I remembered he was in the Arrowverse so is get he? The, get the comic get they the, got what? he's in Supergirl and I was oh. like get okay. the comic get I, the I would so. think that they would do like some like DC they're like streaming service that'd be a play because oh. he has a really like dark gritty type story that I feel like definitely could use more like adult level parameters as opposed to CW but I don't know I mean don't go after Greg Greg Berlanti I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for I'm joking no this Air Force is I'm so sorry alright Tara what do you got for us well I'll go next because uh, the recommendations that I have tie into what you just recommended so um, Jim gave me a one two sentence thing to read aloud Jim uh my husband partner and, also and friend joined us pod. friend of the pod joined us yeah. for the Ruth Bader check Ginsburg. out RBG, yeah, RBG. Yeah. so I apologize I'm going to read this out because he was insistent on this because a remake of High Noon called Outland from 1981 starring Sean Connery and Peter Boyle is one of his favorite movies of all time so he's like you have to recommend this and he's like well, what are you going to say about it I'm like I don't know I haven't seen that in a really long time he's like I- I'll tell you what to say so according to Jim does, quote, wait, wait Tara, Tara according does, to Jim does, does Jim tell you what to say a lot is that <laughs> well not only Tara? her husband is speaking for her but she also invoked according to Jim yeah <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst sitcoms to exist in the history of sitcoms. Okay, so we was sat there and watched through because it was on. That was like that was that time in your life where you just watched what was on. You're like I was like 12 years old. I didn't know. But anyway, what does the man have to say? (laughs) You should not have been taking a drink right there, Tyler. remake of High Nude trades in the American West for Jupiter's moon Io. Sean Connery stands in for Gary Cooper and instead of the fear of a group of desperados arriving on the noon train and a metaphor for the paranoia and panic of Red Scare McCarthyism, he must deal with corporate cruelty and greed for... Oh, and greed for production quotas. If High Noon is an allegory drawing on a fictional romantic history of moral cowboys standing tall for their convictions in the face of public pressure, Outland, the remake, is a terrifying prophecy of the dangers of unchecked capitalism and the call to activism to and the call to action to prevent a future where we run from our moral failings even as far as outer space. Have you seen this film? Yeah. Can I ask, is yeah. the cyst in it? Is no, the Does Sean Connery have a cyst? It's, a, it's an uncredited role. It's uncredited role. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was like, so I won't watch it if the cyst isn't it's there. It's not Oscar eligible because it's an uncredited <laughs> performance. Okay, yeah. okay. That makes sense. You know what? I can be okay with that as long yes. as I know. As, as, long, as long as you know that Sean Connery was in a lot of pain during it. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I want that same cyst to Can we do a shit on Sean Connery episode also? We can absolutely do a shit on Sean Connery. 
that too easy though? Is that like just shooting easy? fish in a barrel? <laughs> is that? Okay, all right, sorry. My other recommendations will be very brief. Uh, so I was trying to pick non-Western. So if you like this movie, Yojimbo, which is a Kira Kurosawa's uh, samurai movie, which is very much structured off of uh, Westerns. The Killers, uh, Stanley Kubrick's first feature, which is in actual real time, and it's a noir film. And thirdly, On the Waterfront uh, by Ilya oh, Kazan, yes. um, which is explicitly about McCarthyism and yeah. unions. And he also uh, <clears throat> famously did finger uh, and out his colleagues as communists. Yeah, he and did name names, whereas name the names. writer of this movie, movie did, did not. not. So I just want to, as a contrast, you can you can watch them back to back. That is, oh wow, that is such a good recommendation. I'm a lot of fun, yeah. I was like, who did he finger? Yeah, we are. The people at all. Oh, God. That's a different subset of me, too. Yeah, you're like, we could go on about that, too. Yeah, he did receive a Lifetime Achievement Oscar, which, I don't know, at least. 10, 15, 20 years ago now, and that was a big controversy, because, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that the first, I feel like that's not the only Lifetime Achievement Oscar who you'd be like. Oh, be no, like, no, 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 no. Maybe no, Lifetime Achievement Oscars. Yeah, that's it. For people who were highly problematic is, I think we could do, like, six episodes yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> a series. <laughs> like, your, your own, go on, like, do, like, you know, they're doing that. It'll uh, be our serial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that CNN series? What's that CNN series about movies? Like, you could do that for that. Uh, what, they're they're doing about movies now. Uh, I don't know. I have uh, no I clue. Know what, it's not my recommendation. <laughs> Look into it if you want. All right, Colin, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to recommend a few things. Um, I've recommended before the podcast... Um, why am I blanking on it all of a sudden? Um, I was just five, seven. <laughs> Should we just start saying random words? <laughs> Tall, skinny, <laughs> blue. Oh, I'm gonna recommend. I've already recommended it, but I'll recommend the podcast Unspooled um, with uh, Paul Shear from How Did This Get Made and film critic Amy Nicholson. Um, a lot of the little factoids and stuff I brought into this episode, I just cribbed from their episode <laughs> on High Noon. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's a good podcast. If you also like um, kind of Westerns and that sort of thing, I'm going to recommend uh, Firefly, which is a Western <sighs> in space. Yeah. Like much more of a Western in space than people say Star Trek was. I think like Firefly is much more of a Western Well, they have like space. gunslingers. They yeah. have like, yeah. yeah, like wear cowboy outfits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The High Noon moment in the, if you go, if you're, I, I'm sorry to yeah, top yeah, on you, you, you can go ahead like with Serenity spoil. like that is yeah. a high noon moment there yeah when yeah. like an unbeatable like enemy and like they yeah. face off against him yeah. um, and then I've also very much lately been enjoying season 3 of Glow so oh, if you're not watching Glow is. season 3 is, is just as good as the rest of the show has oh, been yeah. Other space cowboy things, cowboy bebop. Obviously. Oh, cowboy bebop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If, could you say if uh, Full Metal Alchemist is a western in a way? It goes. Uh, it, it kind of has like a few high noon moments in there, and it's about like two brothers going up against like. Uh, I don't know. I, I might be. I might be reaching. Uh, I mean, it's just an amazing anime. I mean, either yeah. way. I mean, also not my recommendation, but like go watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah, what is, oh, what's your my recommendation? Turn. My recommendation. We've got a lot of not what your recommendations are. I mean, are. that you should also <laughs> watch. Yeah, fully watch. No, I have uh, three, two. Um, 
first is The Farewell that just came out in theaters. Well, that, like, if you didn't know, beat uh, Avengers Endgame with its limited release run uh, in, like, terms of, like, gross... Uh, I think per screen per screen yeah yeah. and like amazingly like done deserved just deserved because it's just a beautiful story and I won't spoil it Uh, you should also listen to if you uh, before or after it's based on uh, this American Life episode so I would listen to the episode watch the movie and like just have a great time with it because it's a beautiful episode um my second one is the Miles Morales run right now. Uh, Miles Morales Spider Man. If you don't know that, you haven't been watching. You've been like in a box for the past year because <laughs> the most amazing movie came out. Like, this incredible, incredible movie, incredible, yeah. beautiful movie came out. No, um, if go- you listen to this podcast, you know about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If you, we definitely been chatting. Or, but unless you, but in case you just stumbled onto this podcast accidentally, I don't know, or your Walt Disney's head who's like angry at us right now, go watch this movie <laughs> and then read the run. Because because they and they've actually adapted some styles in the new comic series based on the movie too, which is ex- excellent. But the run is great. It's like in the middle right now, and it's doing some really cool things with Miles that I'm very happy with. Yeah, I love Solid and Ahmed. He's yeah. the writer for it, and he's I've recommended a couple of his other books on this podcast as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Abbott in particular, I really love. And he, they're doing like I think next month they're doing like a huge uh, for the 50th anniversary of Marvel. They're doing like a big. Uh, issue so yeah check it out read it and then my third thing is if you haven't seen it yet and you should and everyone should before especially for the emmys go watch fleabag which is yes. a series that just i think read re, re um define television that this year it's so amazing and like see if you haven't seen either seasons of it, it's only two seasons six episodes a season 30 minutes each it's very short quick run but like my god did season two and that's on two. amazon right? it's on amazon prime yeah. Yeah. Season two, season one is a fantastic season. Season two, I, mine was blown. My mind Mm -hmm. was, it just did stuff that like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think could work, but like works perfectly. And I think it's uh, due to the credit of like Phoebe Oliver, just like, of course. But yeah, those are my three things. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for visiting us from Florida. We miss you, Lance. We miss you, Lance. You could have ended up visiting, but you had to put Florida I mean, I just wanted to remind you. Home of Florida man, guys. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Florida man left, I should say. (laughs) Florida man was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Come uh, back to us. This visit, this entire visit's like, Oh, should I stay? Should I just like who needs film school, right? Like, I've watched Quentin Tarantino. I got film school. <laughs> oh, oh. I am going for it today, guys. So yeah, uh, if you haven't stopped listening by now, uh, <laughs> yeah, please be sure to rate and review. Um, nice things, you know. <laughs> Walt Disney says it's gonna be reviewing. Like, I can't believe they said all this stuff. We are a great corporation. Our our like underground slaves aren't writing this right now. Uh, yeah so yeah leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you can leave a review Uh, tell us how right and awesome and funny we are uh, and then also, just because it's a podcast and you don't know what we look like doesn't mean you can't speculate on yeah. it. I mean, you can just tell. fantastically I mean, good looking. We all just are. like are. listen to that voice. Yeah, right? just, just listen and tell me that's not the voice of a sexy person. <laughs> I just, I just want you to. I might have started. Something. I dare you. <laughs> I might have done. I might have done. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you can follow us online. We are on Twitter at IWYTWT. We are on Instagram at that same tag. We have our own website now. Dun, dun, dun. It is IWYTWT.com. You can follow both myself and Colin individually online. I am on Twitter at Catharticus. I am at Colin Much. Lance, do you? Yes, I do. I'm at uh, LMO678. All right. Yeah, Tari's got like an email address. You can find it. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> if you're really willing to go to all that work, if, then if you go really ahead want to and... say something to Tara, just say it to us. Yeah, it's fine if, too. If, you know? if it's worth her time, we'll pass it along. Yeah, I feel so sorry I mean... for the emails that are going to come in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys don't understand, the internet is crazy. They will yeah. find her. Oh, uh, you oh, can no, also email there, us. Yeah, there's a reason I don't put information <laughs> out. You can oh, email seriously. us uh, yeah. at I want you to watch, which is I want you to watch this at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, if you have like any you know inquiries or requests or recommendations, or recommendations, if you want us to watch a movie that you love, yeah, if you know any movie with a cis, please let me know. I personally <laughs> want to know its full catalog of films. Oh my god! I can think of one at least. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mad Max Fury Road, where he's got the two little cysts oh, that yes. on his neck, yeah. and he points out the. Uh, like, I think I said boy. this in the last episode. I yeah. watched that on a plane on the way home. Yes, uh, <laughs> and then there's one. Uh, there's a movie. Shit, it's British from the '80s, where he starts having this big cyst on his shoulder, and then all of a sudden the cyst has a face. And then the face gets bigger and bigger, and his head keeps getting smaller. Eventually, takes over his whole head. Guys, and this is Cooper's sis. Like, I, well, this is the same <laughs> sis from Hell I knew, guys. This is Sorry, how you, you were joking, but I mean, it gets around. Like, I, I was, I am excited, guys. This is what I want. This is what I want. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on all of those things, and send us any recommendations you have. And with that, we are out of here. Bye. Thank you, Lance. Thanks, Lance. Yeah, we're definitely going to hell for that Gary Cooper joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Sis will save us. His sis will save us. His sis will listen. He'll be like, you know what though, Gary, you know I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>